everyone. I'm Chrissy Regan and I'm joined today by the wonderful Gillian Joyce from Pride Human Performance. Hi, Gillian. How are you? I'm well, Chrissy, and thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. It's the end of 2022. So I want to know what thinking big means to you. Well, thinking big to me means um, breaking free of the constraints that others might place on you or what society might place on you or sometimes even what your um, your current thought patterns might place on you so uh, what you can um, be capable of and what you want to be capable of is limited by um, what thoughts and what things allow you allow to take um, I guess residence up in your mind and your body and your processes so Thinking big to me is, um, you know, finding clear space to actually think about what um, you want, uh, your purpose, your, um, I guess, your central why, and then having the confidence um, to shut out the noise that might be from people that say you can't or you shouldn't or um, that type of thing and, and really think it through and, and um, make a plan. And thinking big might mean acting in small little steps but um, always working towards that kind of I can mindset. Yeah, that's awesome. So your business is called Pride Human Performance. Tell me about the name and what it stands for. So Pride Human Performance as a business is a, um, I guess, a multidimensional approach to uh, being the best version of yourself that you can be and um, working to uh, be better each day. And that might be a little bit, um, that might be a lot of it um, every day, but it's about that. Um, the term or, or the name pride came about and it, um, you know, it obviously has multiple meanings. It's taking pride in your performance, pride in yourself uh, and that type of thing. But it also stemmed largely and our logo is a lion um, and it, it stems from that um, that pride of lions and when you actually um, learn about the lion we see this big strong um, lion standing at the the front of the pride or you know think about lion king standing up on the rock and, and that type of stuff but sitting behind um, that lion can't exist and be that strong by themselves they need a support network across a whole um, range of dimensions and from that thought process if we also have a sub-brand um, called Lioness, which is our women's health brand. And actually when you, the Lionesses are the ones that do all the hunting. Um, they're the ones that kind of, they're, they're the sustaining and the pride doesn't exist without the strength of the, the Lionesses. So, um, you know, you can have the most majestic and amazing lion, but they do not survive independently by themselves. Pride came about largely from a sporting mindset and um, the other analogy I guess you could look at is the iceberg where, you know, all we see is that little tip of the iceberg, but there's so much underneath. So, you know, all we see is the, the hard work or the, or the person standing up on the podium, but you don't see that all the hard work that sits below that. And that's, that's the rest of the pride. So we often say you come to pride and you're part of the pride because um, it's about part of a supportive community that is only as strong um as its weakest link really mm, that's awesome and I agree with your analogy on thinking big sometimes I think bigger and scare myself a little bit sometimes I might think too big 
And, and then I have to tell myself, Chrissy, don't be ridiculous. That idea is too big. You'll never do that. But I do think that we have those limiting beliefs about ourselves and we also have condition to go, oh, well, I'm only educated enough to do this. I'm only have the professional experience to do this. I only have the physical capacity to do this. So we don't extend ourselves past those boundaries. Would you agree? 100%. And, and where you are now, like you, you may not, literally have the knowledge or you might not um have the experience to to do that big thing that you're thinking of but by just going oh I can't you you really limit limit um that so we'll stay in our little box in our comfort zone and never extend so you know when I decided to um, start this business for instance um I I didn't necessarily have the business knowledge and the business skills to run the business but um, through a little bit of prodding and people not letting me kind of go, oh, I can't. Um, I did start the business and you learn. So, you know, somebody might go, oh, I really want to run whatever a business or I want to run a marathon. Oh, I, that's a silly idea. I can't run a marathon. Well, mm. you can't run a marathon yet. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the first step is to put your running shoes on mm -hmm. and run 50 metres down the road and run 50 metres back. And mm -hmm. you're now 100 metres closer to being able to run a marathon than you would be if you were sitting, stayed sitting on your lounge. So um, there's a lot of things that I just think if we just add that word yet to mm -hmm. the end of the sentence, the whole thought process can change. Mm. That's true. And when I feel that something's hard and I think, oh, well, let's just make it fun, it doesn't seem so hard anymore, even if I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> That's right. And and do you know what? There's going to be lots of mistakes along the way. Like you might and it mightn't get there. And, you know, every, there's lot, lots of sayings and I'm, I'm big on sayings, but, um, you know, it's never too late and it's never too early to mm -hmm. start what you want and the other thing that I I'm constantly hammering especially with the teenagers that we work with is this the 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 term or the idea of failure has been hijacked as such a negative so do you know what I might go I'm going to go out and run 10ks today I get to eight and I can't go any further and then all of a sudden we go oh I can't do it anymore I better not run anymore I can't like and I use running because it's such a okay. you know a, an easy analogy but mm -hmm. it could be anything so but then I learned, okay, well, why couldn't I run the 10Ks today? Mm -hmm. Is it that I'm not ready yet? Is it mm -hmm. that I am not fueled enough? Is it what are the things behind it? So um, this like failure has been hijacked as such a negative thing that we try and avoid, whereas mm -hmm. failure is such a critical part of, you know, success and growing and developing and becoming a better human being. Mm, that's so true. And it's... Um... We don't talk about the growth mindset enough at any level of society, in my opinion, but the, you know, it's instilling that, um, that why and the yet and the questions that allow us to kind of challenge our thinking around why we didn't, didn't do certain things is important. So who have you found um, or looked to for inspiration in your life? So um, I guess I've been very lucky to to walk in many circles across my life and have um, many different people that um, have been able to contribute. I'm very lucky now to be um, have found a tribe that is kind of very supportive and and I talk about people uh, I talk about the path and people shining the light on the path and I'm very um, lucky at the moment to have um, a really supportive group of townsville. Um, 
business women and like people such as yourself I find inspirational um, and other people in business shining the light. But for me in most recent times, um, so and this is more because of their not not because they hold a, a rank and stuff. I, I was in the army and I was privileged to work under now General um, Scott Winter, and he absolutely, as a human being and a leader, is is who I draw my inspiration from. Um, he gave me the the space and the courage and the time to be able to, I guess, um, explore who I really was, both within. Um, the military and and beyond mm-hmm. um you know he supported his he he was here during the 2019 floods led the recovery effort of the 2019 um, floods from a defense perspective mm-hmm. um while defense was going through its biggest staffing crisis in terms of 800 families being displaced from their homes 800 defense families being displaced from their homes so um you know the way that he dealt with that and still had time, and understanding to print out a colouring in page for my son who was in evacuation emergency accommodation, um, that humanity while still being able to lead um, is probably a, a real inspiration and empowering people. And he said something once that has never left me and it's now become, you know, start from a place of trust. Nobody deliberately goes out to do the wrong thing. Mm. Um, so quite often we are so judgmental and um and things of people um and of ourselves so sometimes we don't do the right thing I think very few people deliberately set out to upset others and Mm. do the wrong thing Mm. um yet we as individuals beat ourselves up and beat them up in our brains Mm. and Mm -hmm. um for that so um you know, from a from a business and a personal like extending myself. You know, I I like to take little bits from everybody. Like I see mm-hmm. what you've done over the last um, you know twelve months in terms of what you've been doing for the cause in the Ukraine and and your books and building your own um, you know your own sense of well being and and that inspires me and I'm I'm inspired because by things like that because I feel like five years ago the person that I was would have been, oh, yeah, you know, good on her, she's running a marathon, whatever. You know, I, I may have been quite, um, oh, yeah, so what, she's in the paper. She doesn't deserve to be in the paper for that. Oh, I'm doing just, as, you know, and those types of um, negative thoughts rather than going, how great is that? Mm-hmm. Right, if she can do it, what is my next big thing that I'm going to get in the paper for? for or, or whatever mm-hmm. just changing that that mindset as well mm-hmm. so um and it's through seeing people being so supportive that I've found I guess um that inspiration yeah that's really important and I think when we start to move away from judgment of others you actually invite more good things and more helpful people into your life that's certainly what I've found too and that tribe yeah. is so important. So your um focus really is on performance. And obviously you've mentioned about my marathon running, but I didn't set out four years ago to be a marathon runner. So um often we think about peak performance and longevity, but and they're kind of confused. So what what is your thought and how normal people can stay healthy? So we are called Pride Human Performance, and it's about as humans performing better tomorrow than we are today Mm -hmm. um and 
the thing is, is I come from a, a, a sporting background and my mindset when I was starting the business was largely around sport, which is we set a goal, we um, understand that goal, we understand ourselves, we make a plan on how we're going to move to the next um, goal, we work hard, we reassess, and then we achieve those goals and we go, yay, and then we start the process again. And we mm-hmm. call it our no believe, grow, achieve mm-hmm. cycle. Um, and then I realised how it, that's no different to a 42-year-old mother who um, has probably had to put her own needs on the back burner for the last 12 years as she's had kids and her identity might be a little bit confused for her and she needs to help understand herself and who she is and what she wants and where she wants to go. So, Or it's no different to a 75-year-old man who's starting to um his body's starting to potentially not be the same body that he was in um 20 years ago or 30 years ago in his brain and he doesn't want to have that fall and um have to go into a nursing home he loves his garden and wants to stay independent for longer so they're all performance those goals of wanting to be you know as a 17-year-old wanting to do what they need to do to make an Australian team to a um, 40-year-old wanting to redefine their life and find, you know, space for their passion and their, themselves or somebody trying to stay independent for longer. Mm-hmm. They're all very strong goals where we then put mind, body and environment. So we talk about, you know, mental health and the right type of thing you know, looking after our body in the right way for our stage of life and our goals and the environment we put around us, you know. So we talked before about tribe mm. and it's the environment is often the forgotten element of performance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it can be from, again, a 14-year-old kid that we work with who is committed to coming to the gym each afternoon or or something like that to work on their physical environment and then they've got kids at school going oh how stupid you go to the gym well they're not the right that's not the right environment and the right people to have around you Mm. um and likewise when you know you're wanting to be healthier and and that type of thing where your soul kind of you, you put the you need to put the right people around you and and 12 months ago i i was feeling very alone and lost and then started you know Um, finding an environment we talked about tribe and Mm -hmm. I've now got a group of fantastic um, people and I don't see them all the time or that type of thing but I'm able to reach out and and do that type of thing um, because I've got the environment around me so for me performance is about doing the right thing at at the right time and where that balance needs to sit between mind body and environment Mm -hmm. but the goal doesn't have to be some huge through the you know ceiling sometimes it can just be I want to be happier Mm -hmm. um than I am today like right Mm -hmm. now and and doing that work around knowing and understanding why is it that I don't you know I'm not waking up happy or from a more physical sense why am I constantly waking up feeling like I haven't slept when I've been Mm -hmm. asleep for eight hours and Mm -hmm. and things like that so using a network of people around you that um, can help you with the knowledge you need. Mm, that's awesome. I agree with you. And um, so tell me, we talked a bit at Linus by Pride, what strengthening exercises are good for women in general? So there's this, I guess, um, me, I try to be a myth buster in this area because um, strength 
um, and resistance training is often overlooked for females because they will go, oh, I just need to do cardio and I don't want to get bulky and muscly and, and that type of thing. So from about 30, um, women start to drop the hormones um, that help with muscle density, bone density, all of those things that help with the balance and the strength as we age. And then as we go through perimenopause and menopause, we lose even more of those hormones on a dramatic level. Mm. The wonderful thing about exercise is that exercise gives you an immediate boost of those hormones. Mm. So it's an anti-aging drug. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's the thing. So the more exercise that you do in a safe and effective manner, um, it's going to give you a boost of the hormones that are slowly starting to drop off. So it keeps you, um, I guess, younger metabolically mm -hmm. um, than, than um, not exercising. Mm -hmm. or, so, and then the other thing is, is that muscle mass, um, they're, they're also, it's our testosterone levels and things like that, that mm -hmm. naturally mean that when you carry the shopping, you're going to build muscle. Well, mm -hmm. we actually have to do some deliberate weight and resistance exercises. And that leads, I guess, to the myth that if I lift weights as a woman, I'm going to get bulky and I'm going, that, that's not true because of the way that women's bodies work mm -hmm. if we want that muscle the amount we have to do to look bulky I, I you don't have time unless it's almost a full-time job mm -hmm. so what we need to be doing is we need to be um, building and maintaining muscle so that we can support our bones mm -hmm. um, it increases uh, bone density so women should be doing you know working on two to three times a week of some amount of resistance and strength training. And that mm -hmm. might be through body weight resistance. That might be through weights. That can be through machine-based um, resistance training, all of those um, type of things. So, mm -hmm. um, again, you, it's never too late and it's never too early. We have mm -hmm. people, we have some women who have come to us at 75 or a, a bit older actually and mm -hmm. they've never touched a weight in their life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they come to us and they're now twice a week uh, in their late 70s um, squatting and bench pressing and doing all of those things. And they're not, it's not heavy, but mm -hmm. it's, and, you know, we hear great stories about I can now walk up the stairs without having to grab hold of the railing. And so mm -hmm. it's working on their balance and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, also muscle mass helps with heart health and, and things like that. So mm -hmm. um, while there is really, there's always a need for cardio and your 10,000 steps a day and all of that type mm -hmm. of thing, that, that general wellbeing, it mm -hmm. is also critical that women do do some amount of strength and resistance training as part of um, their health regime. Mm, yeah, that's very insightful. So as you know, I've been visiting your gym to kind of see if I can't get my 47-year-old body a little bit stronger. So I'm looking forward to retesting myself in a few weeks' time. So thank you for that. Um, many people tend to rush back to exercise, and I see this all the time as a middle-aged person where they weren't playing some kind of sport for years and they rush back into it next minute they've blown their Achilles or they've done something. So what's your advice as to um, not get injured or avoiding injuries when you're going back to exercise? So I have a funny saying when um, the first session that people come back to exercise when they come in um, is I will say to them, the first session that you do back exercise you should walk out feeling you could have done way more mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you're still going to wake up the next day glad you didn't mm-hmm. do way more. So, um, so that is <laughs> that is part of it. The other thing is get some advice. And I know everything, you know, we're bombarded now and you can get so much um, free and thrown at you and Google and all of that stuff. And, you know, every second post seems to be some kind of sponsored ad for a fitness program or get, you know, lose your belly in seven days and (laughs) all of this type of stuff. Um, Most of it isn't true um, and most of it, works for such a short term so if you are coming back to exercise or movement after a relatively long sedentary period Mm -hmm. it is important to do it in a safe and effective manner so Go somewhere that has an exercise physiologist, mm-hmm. have a, you know, have a sit down with the exercise physiologist, talk about where you're at, where you would like to go, and then do some understanding of where your body is at. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it won't take very long to get to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people will go, oh, I, you know, after five or six years of hardly exercising at all or playing sport and then they see an ad for a eight-week boot camp and three times a week and they go in and they start ball slamming and kettlebell swinging and all of this type of stuff without Mm -hmm. really the advice and technique they might have you know and as you said they last about a week and a half and then their back is too sore to get you know even go to work and things like Mm -hmm. that so seek advice and seek someone who is going to um, have a long-term um, a, you know effective approach that doesn't mean you're going to be with that person long term but they're talking about you know um, okay we're going to start like this and you know this is where you can build to um, I would also say that's incredibly important for women returning to exercise um, after having their children mm-hmm. now I'm not just talking women who might go I'm going to go back six weeks six months after having their children there are a lot of women who don't really return to exercise until six years after Mm -hmm. having um their children Mm -hmm. and um quite often women will return to exercise believing that the doctor six-week checkup is some kind of clearance to be Mm -hmm. able to exercise fully Mm -hmm. um that that's not the case that that is the closing of the pregnancy journey is the six mm. weeks and then people rush back in. Um, the other thing is is that if you go too hard too fast in lots of things, you'll cause long term damage and you might not know that for another three or four years. Mm. Um, so, you know, when you are at fifty five, sixty, and um, squat jumps are making you have light bladder wet leakage, for mm. instance, that's probably because what you did in the first six months may not have been quite right. If you mm-hmm. went back to, and people are like, I'm, I'm back. So getting good advice that helps you understand where you're at and mm-hmm. also helps you make a bit of a plan that goes beyond an eight-week boot camp that everyone's doing the same thing, you know, eat, and you're eating cabbage soup um, <laughs> three meals a day. It is, that's probably a better option, um, yeah, to get that good advice. Yeah, I agree with you. I actually mentioned that in my book. So, you know, I talk about the 
you know the challenge with the challenge with challenges and boot camps is that what happens when people finish because they then just inadvertently revert back to what they were doing before so they've made some maybe small progress in a short amount of time but it's not sustaining and it's not sustainable and it's not ultimately going to have a long-term impact so I tend to agree with you and have you noticed any new trends coming in 2023? So I definitely think that there has been for good or bad in the, in the fitness industry, a move away from very structured group exercise. So mm-hmm. I think gone are the um, aerobics Oz style, everybody mm-hmm. standing and an instructor at the front um, mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. I think people are seeking um, a bit more of your circuit-based, um, strength-based group environment. So that kind of hybrid between group exercise and using the gym as an individual. So you are kind of doing gym-based training but in a group class environment so I've certainly seen a rise in that and you know and um, franchised providers based around that that model Mm -hmm. Um, you know COVID has COVID and and what it forced us to do has taught us a lot of things so a lot of stuff has moved online and a lot of fitness um, elements are now online so there's a now quite a, a, a big thing of what was traditionally so you know we're seeing les mills online actually mm-hmm. be more popular than les mills classes mm-hmm. um and, and things like that because you can access it anytime anywhere um from your home so mm-hmm. um that that desire to have some home-based training um there is a is a trend as well but mm-hmm. we are seeing people yeah moving back to that that um I guess, desire for true health. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and it, I, my trends could be skewed a little bit because we don't work on aesthetics, we work on function. We, mm-hmm. we, we talk a lot about function, so, you know, um, that type of thing. But people are starting to understand that it's not necessarily about just about a number on a scale. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a whole heap of um, health metrics. Um, so... The number on the scale is probably the least important. You know, mm-hmm. how well are you sleeping? How are you feeling? How can you move? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- those types of types of things are starting to probably permeate a bit better into the general understanding. There's still a lot of work to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll still have a lot of people come to us and say, you know, and I say, so what's your goal? And then they lose ten kilos, and mm-hmm. I, and I will constantly say, well, what is it that actually you believe that being ten kilos lighter? is going to achieve oh well, i'll be able to run around with my kids i'll be able to do this or that so they're the real goals they're the real mm-hmm. measures and i think that that is starting to change but um certainly community fitness communities or strength you know that kind of health and well-being community feel i think is the biggest trend whether that be in those class strength class environments or online communities mm. Yeah, that's so true, you know, because for me, I want to have longevity so I can keep up with my teenage girls in my 60s. I've made no secret of that over the time. But also it's, um, you know, I aspire to have good health for a long period of time and I'd never really worry about my my weight so much. So then each day you start making different choices, don't you? Because the longer term goal is to be able to keep up with your family, to be able to look after them, to be able to continue working because you'll be paying school fees and university fees for the rest of your life. So, you know, you all of a sudden start making a lot of different decisions. So I agree. And the um, 
I think it's good that we have a balance of online, offline, in-person, in-group. And when the mindset starts to become holistic, as you say, with mind, body, environment or mind, body, spirit or whatever words you choose to encapsulate the entirety of a person, um, it gives people more um, inspiration to tap into all those different areas. Yeah, and I think like the crossover now, so we're, we're seeing things that, um, you know, for me they've been main, they feel have felt mainstream for a long time but probably not in the more wider. So we're seeing a far greater acceptance of things like yoga and mm. Pilates and mindfulness and that being a a part of the wellness journey. Now, there's always going to be, everyone's going to have their preferences. There's always going to be people that are going to prefer going to a gym and standing in front of a mirror and just sweating it out. And mm. then there's going to be people that, you know, far more enjoy meditation and, and that type of thing to to do that but I I do believe that things like yoga um which potentially five to ten years ago was still a oh yeah that's a bit hippie mm. um now are very much you know so we've had a rep basketball team doing a course of eight week um Y Fusion which is a yoga Pilates crossover class mm -hmm. doing that for eight weeks as part of their preparation to go to state titles mm -hmm. now I just feel like not, there's not a lot of male under 18s basketball teams in the past you know five ten years ago that would have accepted that as part of their mm -hmm. training but this team is eager and and that type of thing so I do think that's probably another element of health and well-being that things that um you know more traditional medicines and traditional ways of movement and things like that um are now becoming more mainstream mm. um available and accepted mm. well that's lovely to hear I also know that I couldn't have run two marathons this year without yoga and stretching as part of a, a core pillar of of what I've been doing for the last four years because I know that if my muscles are well stretched and my joints are nourished you know and healthy then I'm going to be able to run longer um, but it also then allows your body to repair and recover quicker doesn't it yeah and recovery is is a great um and important element of performance um mm -hmm. and i yeah that that's where things like sleep and nutrition also come into it like the best and you you'd know this from your experiences but um you know the best recovery if you can't do anything else eat well drink well like drink mm -hmm. lots of water and sleep mm -hmm. um you know so we often talk about the fancier ways of recovery and um you know i have great friends at recovery lab running some really great modalities but ultimately if you you know eat good food drink lots of water and have a sleep and you're going to come back from um physical exertion way better um throw in some things like rolling trigger balls stretching um ice baths those types of things and you're going to be even better but you know the absolute best thing for your body is and your mind is good sleep good nutrition um you know whole foods mm -hmm. eaten well prepared well lots of water and sleep quality sleep mm. sometimes easier said than done but yeah yeah Yes, that's good. I embrace all of those. Yesterday morning, I did 12 times 200 meter sprints and I had a sneaky snooze in the afternoon. <laughs> I was pretty tired after that. 
I Thank can imagine. <laughs> Thanks for joining me and um, congratulations on your Dare to Think Big award that you won last week. So that's really exciting. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for having me and um, and sharing, I guess, all your knowledge and the knowledge of other people around you on health and well-being for, for everybody because it is very important. Thank you. That's really kind. Right. Well, I will see you in the gym again soon. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Ciao.